Hello, you are listening to Apricity. My name is Sion and I am your host. Apricity means the warmth of the sun in the winter. My hope is that this podcast feels like the sun peeking through the clouds on a cold day. It is currently 3.30 on a Saturday afternoon. Cool air is slipping through my window and I can feel it's about to rain. We've been getting a lot of rainy days here in Montreal, but I really love the summer rainy days. It feels so refreshing with the heat outside. I've been wandering around our apartment lazily this afternoon in Cole's oversized Kurt Cobain t-shirt. I'm about to get my period and I'm honoring these days where my body just needs to move a little bit slower. I have a little snack plate next to me. It's filled with farmer's market goods. We got figs, brie cheese, and Mary's crackers. I've been listening to Faye Webster car therapy sessions all afternoon and they're so relaxing. This morning we went to the Jean Talon market in Montreal for the first time. And if you guys live nearby or you're ever visiting Montreal, you have to go. It is the most beautiful outdoor market I've ever been to. As you step inside the market, you're greeted by a lively and bustling atmosphere. The air is filled with the aroma of fresh produce and flowers. Fruits and vegetables of every shape and hue adorn the stands. Ripe red tomatoes, plump strawberries, vibrant bell peppers, and leafy greens. The aroma of freshly baked bread and croissants fills the market and it's just so wonderful. I purchased so much produce, which is partially what is on my snack plate right now. And I got some balsam fir incense for some of my friends back home and my mom. I have it burning right now, so our apartment is smelling like Christmas. And in the moment, I'm feeling very grounded, which is nice because this past week, I've been pretty anxious for the first time in a while and feeling spiritually a bit disconnected from myself. Maybe it's because I'm about to get my period, but really I think it's the absence of having a fixed home can bring me a little bit of unease sometimes. As a lot of you guys know, I'm living on the road at the moment and I don't have a lease that I'm going back to. I'm just going to be hopping around for a little bit. I've found that I can stay grounded despite my location through different practices. So I thought I would share some of those because I've really been tapping into those this past week. Grounding techniques have allowed me to really feel stability and balance and peace no matter where I am, which is all you can really ask for. When we're grounded, we are rooted in the present moment. We're connected to our physical bodies and the world around us. Time is of an infinite source. And I find that I feel less 
reactive to the world around me and a lot more compassionate. I can see the bigger picture. So I thought I would break today's episode into two parts. Part one will be how living with intention keeps me grounded because I find that when I'm not grounded, it's usually because I've lost connection with my intention. And then part two will be some grounding techniques and practices that I try to always keep up with to stay grounded. I saw a TikTok the other day where a guy said something along the lines of sometimes in life it'll feel like you're spinning on a hamster wheel and you're not going anywhere and every single day will feel the same like you're working towards something but you're just not going anywhere and you're spinning and spinning and spinning of course you're not actually on a hamster wheel in life your work will pay off but i think it's really important to make sure you're putting your time and energy towards something that matters to you under everything there is a current of what matters to us and that is our intention some people call it their why and we hear it all the time remember your why remember your why it's the reason you get out of bed in the morning it's the reason you're in college it's the reason you're working multiple jobs And I heard this really wonderful story from one of my favorite meditation teachers that I don't want to tell incorrectly, so I will tell a similar one. The other day, I was running in the park, and since all the signs are in French, I found myself getting lost pretty easily. The trails were like a maze in this park. One would always veer off from another and then connect to another and it was pretty easy to not remember which one I'd been on last. But there was a thing of stairs right next to me almost the entire time. Every time I needed to recenter where I was, I would run to the very top of this trail and then I'd make sure that I could see the top of the church building near my apartment. And then I'd go back down and I'd go on another little trail. Every time I would return to the top and make sure I saw this church building, I always knew how far I was from home and where my home was. When you find the top of that building in life, that is like remembering your intention. It helps us get home. In Buddhist psychology, they say that intention is what determines our future and truest intention always relates to this moment. I think it can be kind of easy to mix up the concept of having certain goals with intention, but I think intention is the undercurrent of it all. It's the reason that it's all fulfilling. It's the reason that our work feels worth it and The times in life where I haven't been proud of the ways that I was acting or the ways I was treating people were times that I lost connection with my intention. And I think recently I have had moments where I've strayed away from it a little bit. It can be really easy to get distracted and forget it. It's good to just remember that your intention is something that 
you can always come back to. There's no right way or wrong way of having an intention. If you're like, I don't know what my intention is, when you ask yourself what your intention is and you come up with an answer, if it's right, your whole entire body will feel it. I have always wanted to help others not feel alone since I was a little kid. It's always been something that feels very near and dear to my heart. I've always gravitated towards things that are doing that in some way. And it's something that I can do in this moment. I can be chatting with the barista at the coffee shop or making a podcast episode. You don't decide you'll be compassionate tomorrow or that you'll be kind tomorrow. You start in this moment. And we can look at life events we've had that maybe impacted us deeply as a way to kind of know what our intention is. I think the hard things that I had to go through when I was younger have really led to me wanting to make sure that people don't feel alone because it was something that I went through. Your intention can be really simple. It can be being a kind person, being a compassionate person, but I think it can change going into different situations. I will go to the gym and set an intention for my workout that day, which brings me to techniques I do to stay grounded. The other day I was laying in the park staring up at the trees and I took time to look at the shape of the leaves and the way they rustled in the wind and I listened nearby dogs barking. Then when I sat up I saw all these ducks jumping into the water and all the plants and algae growing through the water and all the baby ducklings. There were sounds of people laughing, playing soccer Suddenly, I felt like I was six again, and the world was big, and I could do or be anything I wanted. Sometimes just being in a moment where we're not stimulated by something, and we're just observing and feeling and thinking is the most grounding thing we can do. I think going into nature and tuning out all the noise has always helped me come home to myself. Whenever I feel sad, I will go for a run in nature. Since we're moving into the more social months of spring and summer, it's easy to stop doing that because this is the time of socializing and going outside and always doing. And sometimes my body is just like, I'm so tired and I need to be somewhere where I'm not stimulated. The most grounding thing for me is just sitting somewhere quiet in nature and I'll do a breathing practice where I will breathe in all of the white light and warm energy surrounding my body and then when I exhale I will imagine all the lingering worries or doubts going out with the breath and dissolving into the ether. Nature is a mirror for us. It reflects back our own authenticity and encourages us to shed the layers of expectation. Walking barefoot, eating root vegetables, just connecting to natural elements like water, putting your hand in a river and 
feeling the water flow through your fingertips. Those are really great ways to ground, but obviously we don't always have the opportunity to go into nature. And I called the title of this episode, Practices to Ground, No Matter Where You Are. So I will share other techniques. I try to engage with my senses as much as possible in moments of overstimulation. A great technique that my therapist taught me a long time ago was to think of something I could taste, smell, touch, hear, and see. So in my bag at all times is something that I can touch. I carry around a little worry stone crystal. It has a smooth surface so I can just rub it. It's turquoise. I always have mint gum and ginger candies on me to chew and of course headphones to tune out any unpleasant noise around me. A lot of the times when I start to feel like the ground beneath me is moving and shifting, it's when I'm places like the metro or busy crowded streets where it's just very stimulating. So I'll have headphones and I'll put on healing frequencies or just some type of music that feels grounding to me. And then for something you see, I will try to find a drishti, which in Sanskrit means a focus point. You've probably taken a yoga class where you're doing some type of balancing pose and they tell you to find your drishti because it helps you stay balanced just staring at one thing. I will find if I'm really anxious that just looking at one thing, a painting, my shoe, something that's not moving can just slow my brain down a little bit. Feeling my pulse, feeling my heartbeat, feeling that I am alive and everything is okay, which kind of brings me into the physical body practices to stay grounded. The body is this intricate machine of flesh and bone. It is our grounding force. It is the anchor that tethers us to the earth, reminding us of our physicality, of our mortality. I really think that in honoring our bodies, we forge a path towards grounding ourselves in our own inherent worthiness. For me, listening to the whispers of my body and attending to my physical needs is so important for grounding. The body is such a gateway between the internal and the external. It's in caring for our body that we ground ourselves in the present moment and reestablish connection. So just listening to whispers from my body throughout the day. When I find it hard to breathe, I have to check in with myself. How much caffeine have I had? You guys know I love coffee, but I can't have too much coffee because (laughs) my body gets so mad at me. My adrenals just cannot handle it and I will get so anxious if I have too much coffee and just seeing what my happy point is at that time. For me, it's like one coffee in the morning, a tea in the afternoon, 
making sure I've been drinking water. Did I drink enough water today? Have I been staring at a screen? Did I go for a walk? Just checking in with my body and asking what it needs. It sounds so ridiculous, but I think we sometimes forget that we are just little kids living inside an adult body. We have to constantly check in with our inner child of what they need. Another thing that grounds me is writing. I have been doing a really great practice that I'm so excited to share with you guys about. Maybe some of you guys have heard of it on my social media. I've been calling it devotions because it is my June devotional practice to record the magic of living every single day at the end of the day and then I publish them weekly on Substack. It can be the most simple thing. I will read a few of them to you, but I think it's just great for developing a practice of appreciating your life day to day without necessarily creating lists or having a strict format of how you're writing. I think that sometimes journaling can feel limiting and so I just try to write whatever feels magical that day and sometimes it's seeing a really beautiful flower, sometimes it's creating a nourishing meal for someone I love. It totally shifts and changes so I will read a few of them to you guys. June 11th. Today I ran three miles for the first time in a long time. It doesn't sound like much, but when my heartbeat and breath and beat of the music finally match halfway through the second mile, I swear I found God. June 12th. I've been taking my vitamins consistently. B12, vitamin D, daily probiotic, beef liver. June 13th. I call my mom to say nothing in particular. June 15th. The apartment we are leasing for the month has a big bathtub. That's why we chose it. The scent of rain permeates the air, carrying earthy whispers of rejuvenation. In Montreal, almost everything is in French. I walk the cobblestone streets to a local market and can't help but feel in awe of the buildings adorned with cascading ivy and blooming flowers that spill from the window boxes. I purchase bath salts, eager to indulge in a moment of pure relaxation. As the friendly clerk attempts to communicate with me in French, I speak back to her in English and offer an apologetic smile. I return to the apartment, anticipation bubbling within me, and pour lavender bath salts into the giant tub. Even in this foreign city, I found a slice of comfort. June 16th. I lay on my back in the grass at the park and stare at the canopy of leaves, dappled sunlight peeking through and casting playful patterns on my face. Suddenly, I am six again, the world is huge, I am small, and I can do or be anything I want. Those are the ones I have up right now. I will be publishing the next set this week, and it has just been so wonderful not having rules with writing. You can put a playlist as the thing that brought you joy, or just a word you found that you like, or a photograph. I've just put so many different things and I think I might continue to do it for a while. Who knows how long? It's just really a cool practice. If breath work is up your alley, there's an app called Insight Timer, which is really great for meditations. That's a great way to ground yourself. 
Also, just having a quick little morning routine, consistency with your morning routine. I think that sometimes I forget that working out consistently at the same time every day in the morning teaches my body patterns and patterns are so important for our bodies. We are creatures of habit, so I've just been waking up, making my bed, making some coffee, going straight to my workout, and I find that to be really grounding, especially doing movement in the morning where before I have a ton of thoughts clouding my head from the whole day, I can just be pure breath and body That is all for today. I hope today's episode wasn't too rambly. I try to just record from the heart and whatever is resonating with my heart. Recently, I've been really leaning into sharing more about cycle health on different platforms. So I think the next episode will be on cycle syncing and how I do that, how that's helped me. I've been feeling really connected to just sharing more on my hormone health journey since I have PCOS and Hashimoto's and have been living with that for a long time. And I think I have a really wonderful quality of life. I love how I feel in my body. I love how just healthy I've been feeling lately. And I'm really thankful that I've gotten to this point. And I love sharing it with you guys. I love talking to you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening and rating the podcast. It really has helped me so much. Really appreciate you guys so much. This is such a special community. I find that every person who messages me about the podcast always is just so kind and it really does make my day. And I just wanted to say I'm very thankful because I wouldn't have continued doing it if it weren't for you guys. So thank you so much. Love your friend, Sion. <laughs>